Thank you for listening. Visit www.cityhillglobal.com to find out more about City Hill Church. Uh, as I was pre- preparing for this preach last week, I felt that the message today carries some prophetic weight. And I feel that God wants to minister to certain lives in here. So let's be receptive to the word of God. It's not about who brings the word, who preaches the word. It's about who that word belongs to. I'm standing here bringing you the word of God. So let's be receptive um, and let's be, let's, uh, let's be receptive towards what God, God's going to do today among us. So let's turn to the scripture for the day. Um, Exodus chapter 1. The king of Egypt said to the Hebrew midwives, whose names were Shipra and Pua, Why are you helping the Hebrew women during childbirth on the delivery stool? If you see that the baby is a boy, kill him. But if it is a girl, let her live. Now a man of the tribe of Levi married a Levite woman, And she became pregnant and gave birth to a son. When she saw that he was a fine child, she hid him for three months. But when she could not hide him no longer, she got a papyrus basket for him and coated it with tar and pitch. Then she placed the child in it and put it among the reeds along the banks of the Nile. Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Take this baby and nurse him for me, and I'll pay you. So the woman took the baby and nursed him. When the child grew older, she took him to Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. She named him Moses, saying, I drew him out of the water. The Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I've heard them crying out because of their slave drivers, and I am concerned about their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them out of that land into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey, the home of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites. And now the cry of the Israelites has reached me. And I have seen the way the Egyptians are oppressing them. So now, go. I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring up my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. Amen. Today I'm going to, be talk, I'm going to talk to you about dreams. I'm not going to talk about, you know, those fictitious dreams that we see every night or those daydreams that we have, which are very unrealistic. So I'm going to talk about dreams that wouldn't let you sleep. I'm going to talk to you about dreams that God has planted in your heart. I'm going to talk about dreams that's going to reshape your future. I've got, I'm going to talk to you about dreams that God has planted you in order to shift you from one place to the other. Before, before I go there, let me paint the picture uh, of the background of the uh, what, uh, of the passage that we read. We read the story of Moses. So Moses was a very powerful man used by God to bring out more than 600,000 people 
from one of the most powerful emperors back then and take them on a journey for 40 years into the land that God has promised them. What a powerful, what a powerful mission it was. So what we just read is the start of this man called Moses. And when we read this passage, we understand how, how dangerous the situation he born into, the danger of the situation he born into. And, and we see this powerful man that was chosen by God entering the world and death is looming around him. And there is no possibility for him to, to lead a normal life. And the Pharaoh is trying to kill him. So this is the background. Isn't it interesting that some of the most powerful leaders that the world has ever seen had such obscure or such difficult beginnings? You may be thinking, I had a difficult past. When I look at my past, it's, it doesn't look very bright. It doesn't look very hopeful. I don't have a future. But I'm here to tell you today that your past is not going to undermine your future. It's not going to stop you from getting where God wants you to be. Amen. Amen. Because you may have been born into a certain circumstance, into a certain situation, and you are feeling hopeless. You are born into a hopeless situation. But God is here today to turn you around. God has a bright future for you right in front of you, and He wants you to embrace it. Now, when Moses was born, it was all looking gloomy. It was all looking hopeless, and... Uh, the Pharaoh was saying, I'm going to kill every boy that's been uh, born into the Israelite camp. You don't have a life. You don't have a future. And this family, Moses' Moses's parents, they decided to stand out. They said, we're going to keep this dream that God gave us. I know that the world is trying to choke it. I know that the world is trying to kill it. But I'm going to keep it. God is looking out for such people. Amen. God is looking out for people in whom he can birth dreams that can change the future. So Moses' family, they responded in faith, not in fear. So when you look at the past, when you look at the surroundings around you, the world may be saying the economy is too bad. Your health is getting too worse. I mean, it's not going to get any better. But let me ask you this question. What is that truth that you're holding on to? Are you going to believe what the world is trying to tell you? Are you going to believe that this is not going to get any better? I know that's what the world is trying to tell you. I know that the world is trying to tell you that the Moses has to be thrown into to the river Nile. That's his destiny. Since he was born into an Israelite camp, at this point in time in history, his destiny has to end up in the river Nile. He doesn't have a future. That's what the world is trying to tell you. Is that the truth that you believe today, my friends? You may be looking at your circumstances. You may be looking at your health. You may be looking at your business. You may be looking at your job situation. You may be looking at your economy and trying to, trying to believe what the world is trying to tell you. But today I'm here to tell you that God is trying to show you something different. God is trying to show you a, a superior, uh, something superior that you've never seen. When you believe what God is trying to tell you, your future takes a U-turn. It turns around. If Moses' family had believed what the Pharaoh was to trying to tell, what, what, what the world around them was trying to tell them, Moses would have ended up in the River Nile. And the world wouldn't have had such a great leader. The question I have for you here is, what do you believe? Do you believe 
what, you, uh, what the world around you tells you? Or are you willing to believe what God is trying to tell you today? When your situation looks hopeless, and when you look around for guidance, when you ask for guidance or support, when you ask people, can you please guide me? You know what they would do? They would show you the road to Nile. That's where it's going. That's where everyone is going. That's where people around you are going. So your future is going to end up there in the river Nile. You don't have a future. They will show you the road to Nile. But when you turn to God, he's going to show you a different way. The way, a, a, a road that the world has never seen. Amen. And God's plans for you are superior and powerful than what the world has for you. Amen. So God is, trying, God is calling out to you today, saying that, you know that dream that I've planted in you? Don't throw it in Nile. I know that the world is trying to tell you, you don't have a future, but that thing I planted in you, the destiny of what I have planted in you is not Nile. I'm going to raise him up, and I'm going to raise him in the palace of the Pharaoh who tried to kill it. Make some noise if you believe it. Amen. The world is trying to choke you to death. The world is trying to kill your dream. But God is going to raise it up. And it's going to grow in the palace of Pharaoh who tried to kill it. The very powers that are trying to choke you to death is going to nurture it. But God is calling out to you today and telling you, don't believe the world. Don't believe what the world around you is trying to tell you. Don't throw it into Nile. Don't kill your dream. I'm going to raise it. Amen. See, God is not intimidated by your past. God is not intimidated by your circumstances. God is not intimidated by the economy. God is not intimidated by the way the businesses are doing. He knows how to execute his plans. He doesn't need the help of people um, around him to execute his plans. But he's looking out for people who are courageous enough to stand and say, God, I know this is what the circumstance is going to look like, but I choose to trust in you. I choose to stand out for you. Amen. It's such kind of people that God, God wants to use. See, when, whenever there's a circumstance in life, there are two ways in which you can respond. You can respond in fear or you can respond in faith. When you respond with fear, what happens to everyone will happen to you. No doubt. No doubt, the same thing is going to happen to you. But when you choose to respond in faith, something else happens. The supernatural kicks in, and then you have a different destiny. You take a different road. And we, um, in Hebrews chapter 11, we read the story. Um, we read the stories of a lot of heroes of faith. You know what made them different? Because they decided to respond in faith, not in fear. They didn't care about what the world around them was trying to tell them. They said, the world may be telling me something else, but I'm going to trust in God. I'm going to hold on to my faith, and they become heroes of faith. And God, when you put your trust in God, He would honor your faith. Amen. That's the God that we serve, guys. When you put your trust in God, when you put your trust in your boss, He might disappoint you. When you put your trust in the world, he might they might disappoint you. When you put your trust in anything else in the world, it might go wrong. But when you stand out and put your trust in God, He says, I'm not going to give up on you. I'm not going to throw you out. I'm going to stand with you. I'm going to honor your faith. Amen. 
So let's, let's decide to respond in faith and not in fear. There are certain projects or mission that God is trying to call us into. In every generation, in every generation, God has been looking out for people who are courageous enough to stand out. You know, um, the attitude that we have though is, I'm happy to be on a mission with God. I'm happy to take on the mission of God, but within my comfort zone. As long as things around me are stable, you know, I have a good job, I have, you know, a good pay and everything is going well, my health is great. I'm happy to do whatever you want me to do. I'm happy to, you know, partner with God on his mission. But when things get rough, I'm sorry. I want to do what the world is trying to tell me. But if you look at these people that partnered with God throughout generations, you can think about Moses' family. You can think of people like Gideon. You can think about people like Mary, Jesus' mother. They were put in threatening circumstances. And they decided to respond in faith. And they partnered with God to carry out His mission in that time frame. Do you get what I'm trying to say? When you decide to stand out, when you say, Lord, when you say that, Lord, even though my circumstances are difficult, even though the economy may be, uh, may be fluctuating, but I decide to trust in you. And I'm going to partner with you in what you want to do through my life. So when you are in a comfort zone, you try to be in control of your life. You want to control everything in your life. And you have the right resources, you have the right contacts, you have everything in your life to stay in control, to stay in control of your life. But the, but the problem is, you give no space for God to come through. At the end of the day, you may be thinking that you're doing God's will, but you're doing your will. And you're putting it on God. That's not how God wants to do His thing. God wants to do His thing His way. And for Him to, to do things in His way, He wants you to completely trust Him. If you look at the story of Moses, he was raised in, uh, in the palace, and he's now 40 years old, and he's strong, and he has all the knowledge and resources and everything, and he thinks, I'm going to go and do it. I'm going to go and do the mission that God has given me. I'm going to liberate the people of Israel. And what happened? He got intimidated. He had to run away. But another 40 years later, we see him in the mountain, you know, uh, running after the sheep. And then God calls out to him and says, Moses, I want to reinstate that mission in you. And he's like, I'm too weak. I cannot do it. But if God had asked him, to get on the mission 40 years ago, he would have said, yes, Lord, I'm ready for it. I'm going to go and, you know, uh, get some friends of mine from the Egyptian camp and do something about it. I'm ready. But that's not God's way of doing it. So he had to wait till Moses got to that stage when he was able to completely trust in God. So in every generation, God is reaching out to people whom he can partner with to, to do his mission. And we've been doing this series on prayer. And one of the things that we thought about is um, about the prayer, Lord, your will be done. This is a prayer that we pray almost every day. But let me tell you, folks, this is a very, very dangerous prayer. When you pray, God, your will be done. And if you really, really mean it, it's something dangerous. All you're trying to say is, God, do it. 
and I'm taking, I'm, 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 I'm taking out, I'm, I'm taking off my control, and I want you to do it. And one lady prayed this prayer, Mary, and you can't imagine the trauma that she had to go through. You can't pray that prayer and think everything in life is going to be, remain normal. The moment you pray that prayer, you're giving the control over to God and saying, Lord, God, I know it's a dangerous mission. I know the world is going to despise me. I'm, I know that the world is going to call me a fool. But I give you control. That's the power of that prayer. When you pray that prayer, God takes over. And He shapes your destiny. And while doing it, you're going to bless the lives of hundreds. You're going to, you're going to minister to others. Amen. When you pray this prayer, there are two things happen. Two things would happen. One, you get yourself into a mission that would outlast your lifespan. When you get into something, when you pray that prayer and get into God's mission, that mission that you signed up for is not going to end with your, with your death. It's going to continue into generations. When Mary prayed that prayer, little did she know that 2,000 years, years later, a man called Lejo is going to stand here at City Hill and preach about her. So you are going to get into a mission that would outlast your lifespan. Amen. So when you sign up, when you pray that prayer, you're partnering with God something that's much more superior, that's, 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 that's eternal. And the second thing that would happen is, you won't be able to contain the provisions of what God is going to pour out into your life. I'll give you one example. Jesus' disciples were struggling all night trying to, you know, catch some fish. And they were coming back very disappointed. They were like, we couldn't catch any fish. And then Jesus asked them to do something else, and they did. And soon they started calling everyone else, come and share with us. Because we cannot contain it. Today you may be just worrying about your paycheck. Today you may be just worrying about your spiritual life. Let me tell you, friends. You're going to stand in places and minister to people. Let, let me tell you, friends, you're, going to, you're worried about your salary today. You're going to pay salaries to people. Amen. That's, that's what God's provisions are. When God pours into you, when He puts things in your life, you won't be able to contain it. You will run out of space. That's the calling that God is trying to give you today. So when you pray that prayer, you may be ending up in difficult circumstances and God will be taking control. You may not have a lot of control over your own life, but you are partnering with God in a much more superior mission that you've, uh, more than what you've ever thought or dreamt of, and you won't be able to contain the provisions of God. And the next thing I would like to bring to you is, when Moses was born, there was something extra, extraordinary that was happening. Many hundred, uh, about 400 years ago, uh, his forefather, Abraham, got a promise from God that your descendants will be in Egypt and I'm going to bring them out after a period of 400 years. So when Moses was born, it was the due date for that prophetic fulfillment. I feel God is trying to tell someone today that you are at the point of fulfillment of the prophecy that God has spoken of your life many years ago. You better don't give up. You're at that point. You can still ignore God's word and 
kill your mission in Nile. But when you respond in faith, something else is going to happen. God's word is going to come true in your life. Someone is at the point of the prophetic fulfillment. Your prophecy is due. And God is reaching out to you in the form of Moses. Amen. Something, God is sending some dreams, some projects, some thoughts into your mind. Don't ignore it. Because you are standing at that point of prophetic fulfillment. Make some noise if you believe it. Just because of your circumstances are, 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 are bad and, you know, you know, it's not looking very hopeful, that's not going to stop God from doing what He has promised. He's still going to come through. Nothing is going to stop Him. I may be looking like a slave in Egypt. I may have endured a lot of slavery in the last 400 years. But my time is due. When my time is due, God is calling. And when God's call comes on my life, you won't be able to stop me, Pharaoh. And no power on this world, no power on this world will be able to stop me. Even the power of, of the Red Sea won't be able to stop you. The nature would, uh, would, would open its doors before you. The circumstances would open its door before you when, you when you are at your point of prophetic fulfillment. And God is reaching out to someone today this morning saying, you have reached that point and I'm just about to come through. Amen. And I want you to respond in faith. Not in fear. When you respond in faith, you are standing with me. And together, we're going to do this. And God is telling you today, you're not alone. You're not alone. You may, you may, it may look like you're alone. You're all by yourself. But God is telling you, you're not alone. I am with you. Amen. So don't lose heart. Don't lose heart. Your night is almost through. You may have gone through a very difficult situation, but your life, you, the, the night is almost through. The sun of righteousness is rising with healing in his race, in his race. Amen. And when the sun of righteousness is about to rise, nothing is going to stop it. No powers of darkness. No powers of darkness can stop the sun from rising in your life. Amen. The sun is rising in your life. The sun is rising in your spiritual life. The sun is right, rising in your financial life, in your marriage, in your business. God is taking you into a new season. Make some noise if you believe it, guys. Amen. I want the worship team to come up. When God some, does something new, and when we respond to Him in faith, Something is changing. Something is changing in the unseen. Something is changing in the unseen. This is what the Word of God says. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I'm, I will make way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. So God is not giving you a cup of water in the desert. He's opening a river. Amen. He's opening a river for you. And He's opening a road for you in the wilderness. You may not be seeing anything right now, but he's going to open something. And when he does something, he's so extravagant that you won't be able to contain it yourself. Amen. Let's respond in faith. And when we respond in faith, we are ready to receive what God has in plan for us. Amen. I feel that God wants to minister to us today. I want us all to rise in God's presence for a moment.
you may have gone through a time of darkness a, a time of depression a time of hopelessness but god is telling you my son my daughter i'm reaching out to you today you now stand at the point of the prophetic fulfillment and i am about to do something new and this is nothing like you've ever seen in your life this is much more what you've much more than what you've dreamt of much more than what you've thought of i'm about to do something new in your life would you really respond in faith really respond in faith I know that the circumstances around you are telling you all negative things. I know that the circumstances around you are asking you to drown your dream in the Nile. But God is telling you today, the Moses that was birthed in you, the destiny of that Moses is not Nile. There may be so many so many other dreams that were born before Moses that ended up in Nile, but this dream that God has put in your heart, it's not going to end up in Nile. I'm going to raise him up. I'm going to raise him up. You may not be able to raise it beyond a certain extent, but I'm going to take over. I'm going to stand with you. I'm going to make it something great. And when I do it, it will not just be about you. I'm going to bring liberation to many people around you. I'm going to bless the lives around you. I'm going to bless your family. I'm going to bless your company because of you. I'm going to bless the nation because of you. I'm going to bless your church because of you. Come on, respond in faith. Oh, thank you Jesus. Bless your name. When God does things, you won't be able to contain it. You won't be able to contain it. God is giving you an extravagant measure of blessing, something that is far above and beyond your imaginations. Amen. Will you partner with me? Will you respond in faith? That's a question that God is going to ask us this morning. Now you may have been a Christian for quite a long time but you've never given your life to Christ. If that is you, I want you to pray this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I believe that you died for my sins. You died so that I can be free. You bore my shame and guilt on that cross. I want to invite you into my life as my Lord and Savior. Amen. If this is the first time you prayed that prayer, I want you to come to the front. Now, and also, if you've been going through a very difficult situation, and today you want to respond in faith, and you want to respond to the word that's been spoken today, and say that, Lord, it's looking dark out there. It looks as if the sun is never going to rise, but I want to respond to your word. I want to respond to your word, God. Why don't you come to the front? We would love to pray for you. God is going to do something supernatural in your life. And the ministry team will be here in a bit. So come forward. When you take that step, it's a step of faith. You're deciding and you're declaring to the world around you that I'm not going to drown my dream in the Nile. I'm going to respond in faith. And I know that every single word that God had promised over my life is going to come true. Amen. We're going to enter into a time of worship. If you want to respond to the word, just come to the front. Let's pray for you. God bless you.
Thank you for listening. Visit www.cityhillglobal.com to find out more about City Hill Church.